Welcome to the Fantasy Goons Podcast, part of the Pucks Out family. It's time to skip the book and find out the info you need to win your league with Bobby, Davey and Brandon. Welcome into the Fantasy Goons. I'm Bobby. He's Davey, and he's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on Twitter at the Fantasy Goons. Now that gets you the info you need to be a champ, boys. The Stanley Cup Finals here. I'm excited. The fantasy you sound pool. Like you're not excited. Fantasy pool. <laughs> I am somehow less excited. It's been, it's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, been here for y'all, but there was a point in time I was like beaten ass. Um, now I am currently down one point. Now it's not know. great. Now you know how it feels, Davey. But like we said on the main show, <laughs> hey, there is good news. I might not get stuck with Connor McDavid either way. So you uh, might Davey- though, because what if Davey decides to totally flip it up on the uh, on its end and not take him? Very true. Very Fair. true. That would be that. That would. This I would mean, be something y'all. Now would, I'm scared. That, this would be something you guys would totally do to me. Is even if I <laughs> even if I win this, y'all are still gonna stick me with McDavid, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna, now now we're going to. <laughs> okay, no worries. I'll take hey, I'll take him with no questions asked, no problem. It's a it, it is a close battle between us after game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm up by a point. Yeah. Braden Point, dude. Just oh my goodness! Kill. And Vassie, don't be don't be de- denigrating my uh my goalie pick. Uh, it's five forty three, me to five forty two you to three eighty nine Davy. Yeah. So, With no players, I have no players yeah. left. So, <laughs> so the so, opposite of last year, which so is crazy. At, so at least uh, at least last year, I had like one or two players to where I could just pretend like yeah. this is this is my time, boys. So the number one pick next year is locked up. Uh, there is no changing of that. I uh, don't foresee there being any trades for any reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it, but it's 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 been a great playoffs. Uh, I think. Do you want to go through who you have left, and I'll go through who I have left? Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. I don't. <laughs> you go through. Davy, Davy can start. All right. Okay, so Davy's done. I currently have nobody. <laughs> I've got Stamkos, Palat, and Hedman, Sergachev. That's it. So not horrible. Stamkos has 53 you, points. So that's great. Pilot, uh, how, what does point have? Like 65? 73. 73, yeah. So, uh, so uh, really dominate. I have Braden Point, my last offensive player. A uh, couple defensemen left. I have Petrie and Weber. Not doing too hot for me. Combined 22 points. My defensemen really tried to kill me, and Petrangelo really came back for me at the end, ended up with 30. But uh, but my defensemen were left a lot to be desired. My goalies did as well, except for my goalie uh, and uh, Vasilevsky. So he has sixty five points. So those yeah, two Vassie's guys, a game changer. he uh, he really has been a game changer. So basically, if the Lightning win with how you get points for goalie wins, it's mine. Uh, if they lose and yeah. your guys got, score points, I got lucky that it wasn't a shutout last night. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, 
for sure. It's it, it could be you know if if the the Habs kind of come back in this and it's totally possible, and goalie losses count for so much that that may be my my undoing. But unfortunately, your guys are not getting points without my guy also getting a yeah. point. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that's the that's the problem. I got lucky uh, that Block got a goal last night, which kinda, yeah, that helped. Kinda, yeah, that really that really kept it make it made it look like it was a close battle uh, yeah. with only one point uh, behind that you are. But uh, but then it really hurt you that uh, Petrie and Weber. I think both either one of those two got me a point as yeah. uh, got me an assist as well. And um, point didn't score, but he was involved in like three assists yeah. of the of the of the group. So, mm-hmm. uh, so the the non shutout really helped you yeah. and Palat getting a good. But something I am goal. happy about: how's everyone? How did everyone's uh, first overall pick go? So are we comparing? Yeah, uh, uh, because mine did, de- mine did decent. Yeah, I got nine points from mine. So uh, I got thirteen. I got, I believe I took McKinnon, right? Or did I take Rantman? I think no, I took, you took McKinnon. McKinnon. No, I got 44 points. Not bad. Did you pick McDavid? Yes. And I had dry side. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought, uh, honestly, I, what saved you was Colorado's epic collapse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it definitely did, especially since I didn't have a, a, a lot of pieces there. Um, who was your biggest surprise on each of your teams? That has uh, that that you got late. Obviously, mine is clearly point, but other than that, I, I have a couple of different options. I would say Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr yeah. got me twenty four points. He really, he really um, did well you know, for, for you. someone who I took pretty late in the draft. All things considered, I actually that that has been my saving grace. Has been my late round picks because I mean Barzell started really slow, but ended with ended with 37 points. I think I pretty much stole Pasternak as well with 42 points. Yeah. Uh, Aho, I think he was an early pick, but I mean, 36 points in two rounds was uh, was pretty impressive. I would also say Max Pacioretty. No, he, he missed the first two games. I, I, he missed a good bit of the playoffs, came and got me 33 points. That's solid. Yeah, I, I'd probably say uh, I'm going Charlie McAvoy with 27 points. Yeah, was, that was very surprising. Didn't expect that. As so. not a big offensive uh, yeah. defenseman. And um, even Alec Martinez got me 20. So, I mean, not bad for some defensemen there. Abs- uh, absolutely. Uh, what almost killed me was uh, was my goalies. Yeah. For sure. That, uh, uh, I honestly, the uh, when Verlarmov got pulled, I thought that was the end of it. Now, he ended up getting 22 points, but only because... They ended up putting him back in, and he actually yeah. salvaged, salvaged some points. So yeah. he got seven wins. Well, and I made bad calls on two of my goalies um, with Leonard and Mrazek. That really hurt me. Uh, they got me three yeah. points. If you each. had taken Flurry, it would have been. Done. It would have been. It would have been over yeah, a long time ago. Thirty-nine points. I mean, my second, my my second scoring goalie was Saros, a guy that wow. was out in six games. He got me nine points. Wow, that's uh, crazy. Got me six points. But Brovsky, you know, just having to go up against that that major Lightning team got me only two points. Um, my defenseman, like I said, I had only. I only have four defense. Oh no, I'm sorry, five defensemen in uh, in double digits. But my Vegas defenseman, who started out really slow, Petrangelo and Theodore, ended up with thirty and twenty one. So that was uh, that kind of kept me in it for long enough to to get to this point. I mean, this is what we've figured out every year. You get you got guys in the Stanley Cup portion of the of the uh, event. Then you're in it. You mm-hmm. still got a you still got a chance. So everything that we knew last year 
still accurate this year. Yeah, exactly. So uh, last time we were here, we did the part one of three. It feels like forever ago was of the good, the bad and the ugly. This week we're doing the bad. Um, So I will start us off. Pretty much I'm staying in the Rangers. (laughs) I I, should have just done the Rangers were bad. Uh, I've got Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad. One, obviously, more than the other. Artemi Panarin, preseason rank of four. Uh, fi- uh, his final ranking in the leagues that I was looking in was, was 64. It was his first time missing 25 goals in his six-year career. However, this looked more like a lack of availability than a lack of ability. His 1.38 points per game ranked in top five in the league, but fantasy, at the end of the day, is about total points. doesn't matter points per game. He was injured. He had a slow start for some. And when you take into the fact that they had a shorter season, he was not there for a guy who had a preseason rank of number four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For many people, for I, I would assume he went in round one of almost all drafts. Yeah. There was no question. Yeah. That, uh, that and his performance this season was not up to stuff stuff. And following up on that, Mika's had been a Jad, a guy who I, I, I had multiple leagues where I had 10th pick 13th pick, one league I had, 16th pick. Uh, it was the last uh, last pick in the first round, and I took him in multiple leagues. And one league I even took him at number three overall. So I, I had a lot of stock in Mika Zibanejad. His preseason rank was 13. He ended up at number 22. And honestly, that was a very stressful 20, rank 22 because for the first half of the season, he was, I think he, he didn't even score. He didn't even break three goals until like the (laughs) last, there were 10 games left in the season. It didn't really matter that he was ranked 22 at the end for you because he had already helped you get so many losses. The writing was already on the wall for you at that point. I I think that especially in redraft leagues, it ended up being a a bad pick. Uh, I kept him in a keeper league. I plan on keeping him again this For sure. season because he showed. You know, listen, he's still like like I said in uh, early in the season. I didn't lose faith him faith in him. Yes, as a fantasy owner in redraft leagues, it sucked. It was bad. But as a fan of the sport, as a fan of him in general, he is a scorer. He is was, a natural born scorer. He is going and like I said, he eventually came out and he had he had a couple hat tricks towards the end of the season. When it's all and you already said it, it, it was the Rangers more than it was yeah, these it individual was the team, players. Man. Yeah. So so that leads me to a question that I have for you guys. How do you feel for fantasy? How how is Gallant the Gallant hire? I like it. Gonna it's great. I think it's going to be good. He knows how to take a group of misfits and turn them into winners. I'm not saying that doesn't mean the Rangers are going to go out and win the Eastern Conference final, but they're going to. Th- Tom Wilson has something to say about that. <laughs> I, I, I do believe that they this next season, I think they're going to miss the playoffs by less than five points. I think they're going to make the playoffs. This okay. year. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised I, if they did. I kind of want to say they'll they'll yeah, go as well. I, I think they'll sneak in. Um, maybe I, I, they're definitely going to be they're not going to be far out of the playoffs if they miss it. I, I think it's per it's it's what you want as a fantasy player mm-hmm. is the where I think they're going to make the playoffs is they're going to be on the cusp of it. You never want right. that. You never yeah. want that guy. Those those teams that are definitely in towards the end of the season where a lot of those last games don't matter. Mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah. hoping that it's uh, right there on the cusp of a, of a tough division that they can slide in because then you got guys going the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to see a completely different Zibanejad next year. I think, for I sure, think we're going to see. And, and for this, yeah. for this purpose, the bad, he was absolutely bad this yeah, year. We listen. brought him up on the fantasy show, probably, I don't know, four or five times. Yeah. This and every year. time I said he, He's he's going he's going to perform. Unfortunately, for the sake of fantasy, 
by the time he starts performing, it'll be too late. He, you, yeah. if you, if you, because here's the thing: if you have him on your team, you wasted a lot of draft stock on him. Draft so, stock is the and, biggest. And it doesn't key, matter right. if he's got three great weeks. Cool, he might get you three wins. If you lost 15 games that season because yeah. of him, then it doesn't really matter, does yeah, it? Exactly. Uh, Davey, what do you got? So I have uh start things off with Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, he was a preseason rank of 47 and finished with a 102 uh, or in that range, pending your league. But um, And that felt and that felt high. It did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a miserable season. I mean, he finished with 19 goals and 30 assists, which doesn't sound like a terrible, terrible stat, but. For him, it's awful, and that is not good for him. And, and as a as an elite player, best player on the team, supposed to be. Uh, I mean, this is now back to back seasons under twenty goals for Johnny Hockey, and he didn't have much around him. I get that. I mean, that's not an excuse, but you know, it might be time for a new team for him. I mean, it, he might need a change uh, somewhere with some better players. I mean, I know he's playing with Lindholm and Kachuk, and on paper is not bad, but uh, everyone else behind them was awful, and they kept switching lines. Yeah, at how, this how, season. Many, how many? What was his final goal count? Uh, nineteen. So, okay, so Flames considered a full season, he he probably would have broke 20 goals. Yeah, Flames, the Flames felt a lot like the Rangers, though, that there was a lot of excitement behind them and they just didn't perform up to what we felt like they would. The difference is the the Flames were playing in a what should have been a very easy division. Right, right. It should have been. I mean, but there is a positive with Johnny here. It, It was he had a he had a minus 10 last year. He was able to get that up to a plus two this year. Um, his shot percentage was up you know, to a 17% from 8.6% last year. So, I mean, he only garnered one more goal. Well, and but, but those, are good, fair, those are stats though? I like to hear as a fantasy yeah. owner. Yeah, but shot it, percentage going up uh, is a good thing. Just like with Zabinijai, when he turned his stuff around, he went from shooting like 3% right. and it went up to staggering like 10% when he started That's turning it around. Uh, yeah. The plus minus does not mean as much to me. Because, oh, I'm not talking about plus no, minus. Yeah, shot percentage Well, to me. but I'm saying plus minus or even shot percentage really. When you take twenty games off the season, I mean, yeah, was that is that adding twelve, you know, to your plus minus or not? I don't know. I mean, and we're talking about again. You just said it, Bobby. They played the yeah. highest goal scoring uh, group of the of the team. I mean, you should be able to raise your shot percentage mm-hmm. by getting to play the the yeah. Senators every week. Right. Yeah. You know? Now, one thing I will say, I think that the plus minus this year is very misleading because here's my thing. He was playing in the division with the highest amount of goals. Yeah, he For, was. Playing on a bad team, he should have been negative. That means he was on yeah, the ice but that argues okay, That yeah. argues against your feeling good about his shot percentage rising as well. Well, it's, it's one or the other. Well, either. no, because I think that, you know, his shot percentage has nothing to do with his time on ice. It has to do with it, they take into account how long he's on the ice and how many shots he takes per how long he's on the ice. Right. But if you're in the highest scoring division then, of the whole league, then more goals are scored. Yeah. Well, he. I mean, either way, his I'm, at least his you said his shot was rising towards the end of the season, right? Or yeah, it was for yeah. sure. But. So at least then he was he could see that there was a, he was making corrections. If it wasn't just down the whole year, at least as a player, he was starting to make corrections and shoot, get, you know because you can't score more if you don't shoot more fair but he was doing the exact same thing that everybody else had been doing all season yeah yeah and, and we're talking so. last year was an 8.6 shot percentage in a playing completely different teams you know yeah. and all the teams if you will and to 17 percent playing like you said the highest goal yeah. scoring yeah. division yeah. in the in the league I, this year but, i don't um, look at i don't look at shot percentages that an important of a stat this year because of exactly what davy just said it takes skill to raise your shot percentage in a normal season when you play 30 different goalies. Yeah. When you play five goalies a year, you know their tendencies. You know yeah. how, they, how they operate. It is, uh, it, it is 
the rising towards the end of the year is actually, it looks the opposite to me rather than looks good. It looks bad to yeah. me. The goalie should more learn your patterns after that time frame than, than the opposite. Like he should have been, had a higher shot percent and they would have been more in that race and they were in it at the yeah, end. I guess of what it. I was saying was I, I wasn't saying it's good. What I was saying is it's better than it's not better. rising. No, yeah. no. What I'm saying I, is it, it hit it rising at the end is better than it staying at that 3% or whatever you said the whole season. Right, yeah, right. for sure. And I'm not disagreeing with you there. And I don't think Johnny hockey is done. And you know, I'm nah. not, I'm not counting him out. And I mean, but we, we all saw him. I, I, I got him. I picked him up late in leagues and, and, and leagues that I was doing well in. And I had an opportunity. It was one of those things like you don't let, Johnny Gaudreau sit on the on the waiver wire when you have a really good team. It's tough to do. You take yeah. your shot at him, and yeah. and it didn't kill me, but it wasn't a great move. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I'd be willing to bet that you know next season come come next season, pending you know what what the hopefully it, the the leagues are, are sorry the divisions are different. If they it are was different, different, it might be like an eleven percent next year instead of a seventeen this year or right to be in the middle of the two, I'd guess. But. It it was a de- very different season and very hard to judge uh some a stat like shot percentages yeah. Yeah. or yeah. uh or plus minus for sure. So for I'm sure. not disagreeing with you, Bobby. I'm just saying it's you gotta take the whole picture in. I was try I was simply trying to find a bright spot for Johnny Cadreau, which was <laughs> His. This is the bat, buddy. Okay. I thought <laughs> I we were just—I thought we were just smack talking all these guys. <laughs> I found a bright spot for Zabinajad. I wanted to get give Johnny get well, the same there was a, I, I feel like if we're if we're making that argument, there was a lot more bright spots for Zabinajad than there was yeah. for Good. I just didn't yeah. want to lean yeah. in and start. You know, when we got here, I think you, you had uh, who'd you ha- uh, who'd you originally have on there? No, Johnny? no, because that's going to be on next okay. episode. Okay, you don't See don't if you guys spoil can guess. it. <laughs> I forget now. But anyway, uh, hit us with your next one. All right, we've got uh, Taylor Hall next. Uh, preseason rank of 54, finished with a 242. Uh, he finished with 10 goals and 23 assists. Uh, he has not scored 20 goals in his last four but seasons. How, and I do want to say, how many of those came from when he moved to Boston? Yeah, Most of them, okay. yeah. They significant okay. Eight of them, I believe. Eight, yeah. Way too so, many for him yeah. to ha- have, have been, and, you know. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm, he did get traded you know, from Buffalo to Boston, it's a significantly better team with much more offense. And, uh, and he had a much better pace, uh, but he still didn't do enough damage to make him worthy of a 21st overall no. spot to begin with. So to me, Taylor Hall was a complete bust and, and it's unfortunate to watch because I think once we thought the Boston, Boston movie was going to significantly play better and he played better, but it wasn't quite to the level we thought. Granted, it hasn't been enough time for us to really decide if that's the fit for him, but I mean, they have to, did they resign him? Have they resigned him? What's the plan? Like, well, the, I, the biggest thing is, is what we're arguing, what we're talking about here is we're not just talking about pure hockey discussion, right? We're talking about fantasy. Yeah. If you've held on to him that long to get the benefit oh. of him, his oh. trade, then you've already lost yeah. in my yeah. opinion, unless you had a massive team that, that really covered for that, uh, that, that poor play. Well, and when he was playing for the Sabres, I think he was very little owned. Like he was probably maybe a 50, what, 40, exactly. 50, something yeah. like that. And then Boston, he's back up to a 70. But I think a lot know. of dynasty people just were held, holding on to him. And if you've been a dynasty yeah. and hold him for the last four years, uh, well, I mean, you I just guess. just keep holding. Yeah. You don't, unless you can get some trade value of it, yeah. out of him, you're not dropping him. Yeah. But, I mean, at, at the point that he became a little more relevant, it was too late for you. 
Buffalo, another one of those teams. And it's funny, we're talking about a lot of teams and players that we all had very high expectations for. For sure. Yeah. Uh, the Rangers, the the Flames, the you know, the Sabres. We were all pretty high on the Sabres. And yeah. I think Bobby early season had, had said, you know, Jack Eichel as his dark horse MVP. And that yeah. wasn't and now it sounds ridiculous now. <laughs> it wasn't bad, but like that was not a, that was that was a good pick. It's like it wow, yeah. really good pick. It's uh it's you know, the Sabres just it, the of those other two teams we talked about, it is the definition of implosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played so horribly and got nothing from a lot of talent that on that team. So just think of it real quick. It's it's four seasons for Taylor Hall with less than twenty goals. Is he going to hit twenty next year? Yes. What do we think? Easily. You think so? Easily. I, I would say. I he, think it depends on if he's worried about that. If he's <laughs> if he's worried about that wallet, sitting like in, sitting there in Boston right now, I will say he he surpasses thirty five. I'm going nineteen if, goals. If, <laughs> if he, I I think it really depends on if if Taylor Hall cares about what it seems like Taylor Hall has cared about for the past few seasons. If he cares about his wallet, then I don't think he's hitting. It. Seeing yeah. what I saw in the playoffs with him being new to that team, not having a full off season. And getting in with that that guy, those guys, I I I would be surprised if he doesn't go. I wouldn't be surprised if he honestly hit forty goals. I think he is such a standout player, and he's been held back his entire career, and he can finally be Look, the guy that he's playing on. Bo- if he's playing on Boston next year, I don't think that there's any question that twenty goals is yeah. happening. Totally, that, to me, that's happen. the floor. He, it, he it, it, it has been the first time in his career though that he has played with superstars yeah. in my opinion yeah. he has been the superstar and i think that we he has finally found a good role and a good right. option for him to where he's not even the first second or third option on the team anymore he is a role player on a second line and, third and honestly line. i think that's good for him that means it's yeah, absolutely not good be going against everyone's top line d every but night boston, but boston is a boston is an extremely smart team if they see the opportunity to get some value from a guy like taylor hall i don't think that there's any question that they're not taking it and yeah. it'll depend no, on yeah, where he no, lands obviously if he stays on boston the whole season 20 he blows that out of the water i agree with if that. he gets moved, if he gets me to the trade deadline you better hope he's got 20 before the trade deadline. <laughs> I, I guess How amazing would it be if he ends up like back in New Jersey or Buffalo? I don't think that. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, my thing is, I completely agree with that statement. If he if he ends up on Boston, I think that the role that he had taken on in Boston absolutely sets him up for success. If he is is moved before then. Because the value is just too great. I don't think that he added that much to Boston's team. No, I you know? don't either. I mean, I think he was a great player on Boston's yeah. team. Boston added more to him than he added to Boston. hundred percent. That is Agreed. well said. That, right that, is, that, is, that is the, the point I was making. Yeah. Uh, you so succinctly <laughs> said it. I That is what I'm saying is that I'm Boston rooting. is not worried about keeping Taylor Hall. No, I'm rooting for Taylor Hall. I am too. Where do you guys, <laughs> where do you see him going in drafts and redraft leagues next season? Oh, I think he's, he's is he is he anywhere near a is he in the second round? No, no, no. third he's, or fourth? No, I'm no. not going fourth either. I'm going maybe fifth to seventh. I would probably stick. Uh, let me there. ask this: first year dynasty leagues, where does he go? Uh, he's anywhere. older. I, I would. If, I don't even first know. year. If I'm playing, if I'm drafting in a first year dynasty league, 
I whereas in redraft, I agree with Davey. I'd, I'd probably take a shot on him depending on my roster setup at, at, in the fifth to seventh round. Mm-hmm. First first year dynasty league is so important that that startup draft. I don't think I'd take him before the ninth. Okay. If we're being honest, and I'm not going to lie to you though, based on the name, he's going to go before. The oh, he will. You know 100%. If you have, yeah. but if you have, if you have ten guys that you're starting to, uh, doing a dynasty startup, all savvy, all of the best fantasy hockey. I would do you think he's it? going before the tenth? No, it's, and it's hard always, to I wouldn't imagine. be surprised if he's left on the free agency bench at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Being, but no. he's got a great team around him, yeah. so like that's the that's the kicker. Where is he going? We can't answer this question. I as, think as once well, you get. But, to, I think once you get to pick, you know, round nine, then you are, then it's you're you're throwing darts yeah, at a dartboard. Yeah, and, 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 and if you can get him in eleventh or twelfth rounds, that's a steal. Oh, you're stealing man. him. All yes, day. absolutely. I would probably throw a dart at him in nine if I had. I would. I, I would as well. And based a on his team, and honestly, with as many Depending, leagues as with as many leagues as I am, I I, I wouldn't see the harm if, as long as it's not like a big money league. Reaching for him, you're going to have him in one league. Reaching in redrafts. I mean, it depends on the setup. Yeah, it, the the hey. biggest problem with him is is he's unpredictable, yeah. and he's a single yeah. and he's a single you know positional category. Yeah, That's that what, sucks. Yeah. Left wing is a heavy spot. Do you this think he league. stays like that in Boston? Though, do you think after a full offseason, do you think he stays like that? Do you think they kind of change up his his positioning a little bit? Good question. That is good a very question. good question. Who knows? <laughs> I think that I, I mean it. It, it more kind of questions of like whether or not it was was him that was forcing that yeah because you can't imagine that i it, and he I, wasn't I, willing yeah, to think, flip I, around i truly believe this offseason it's i think we will have to well obviously we but most importantly we'll have to revisit him after training camp and all that stuff yeah. getting closer because i think that this offseason is going to be very important to his career and his and his trajectory as a fantasy player he needs to stay on a relevant team in yeah my opinion. he does um mine are the second one is is it was more bad even before injury. Both of my bad were injury related. Uh number my number one, Tivo Teravinen, dude. He, what a disappointment all year. Mostly because of injuries. He wasn't overall bad when he got to play. But it wasn't that he he didn't get that Dougie Hamilton injury where you knew he was out and you knew you could drop him. Right. It was always on that cusp of he's almost ready. And then it would be six to seven more games after that. And I kept him. I hung on I to him. I did too. <laughs> you know? I did too. And in in the in Peck of the Litter, our our you know main category league be- mm. between each other, you couldn't drop it. You couldn't drop couldn't. it because it was he was always one or two games away from being back. And then it just he just wouldn't be, and yeah. then you wouldn't hear from him again. But you've held on to him that long, and it's only one or two, three, game, you know, game, and then you come back a game, and then he'd be right back out. You hope that this doesn't affect his career because it was head injuries, right. and that is a very Dangerous. scary thing for for guys. Uh, I mean, he was preseason ranked of you know twenty four and ended at six thirteen. That it was a rough hold all year. And I mean, I, I regular season wise dominated that league and you know where it ended up hurting me the same place. It always does playoffs. I didn't have the spots for him and he was actually finally playing again, but he never got that, you know, flow into him that, that a hockey player needs of a few games of, you know, getting on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. But it, I've held on to him too long. It was one of those things that we've we've told you guys about. 
is don't hold that guy because of his name. And yeah. I did it. And we I all held did. him I did because of his name, yeah. because of what he was supposed to do and how Carolina was playing. And I probably ended up losing the, uh, at least a, I may not have beat Davey, who had a dominant playoff team. But I'm, I may have lost that shot of get, <laughs> of getting to play against Davey in that in that league because I did exactly one of the tips we tell you guys: don't hold that guy <laughs> because of his name. And I did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he ended up with uh, with five uh, five goals, ten assists, forty nine shots on goal, eight hits, nine blocks. He was seventy five percent rostered at the end of the year, <laughs> and provided literally nothing. He should have been less than 50 at that point. Yeah. Like absolutely. That is 50. high. He yeah. should have been he should have been if it wasn't that name value, if it wasn't that team value yeah. that you thought you were going to get because if he would if they would have told us he's out for 3 weeks, he probably would have got dropped in a yeah. lot of leagues. But it was never any type of week to week. It was always day to day with Terravine. And that was the problem. Was that? Yeah, I've held him and I can't drop him now. I need to. I'm. He's gonna provide so much to my team when he once he's actually back in. The first time that that happened, that they they stretched it out and then he came back and then went out again. I should have dropped him. Mm-hmm. That was just it, and I didn't. Um. So I love that you bring him up and put him on here. And I know he only played maybe half, uh, over half, maybe just a little over half the games of the season, oh, or if that, if that, you know, and I and mean, so. If I that. we're in the same boat because uh, the same boat because I had him in my Casa de Stanley league, which is my North Dakota league that I actually won, but I kept him on the IR the whole entire time. But to me, this is less about the player than it is the situation. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a great player, and if he would have had the opportunity to play, it probably would have been a completely different situ- Absolutely. Uh, you know, situation. Absolutely, he was not Taylor Hall. He didn't no. Taylor Hall you. Yeah. And this is just the situation, day to day, day to day. Going to be back next week, not back next week. And then two months roll by and he's still not back. And we're like, what shouldn't have hung on to him. But if I would have known, man, this would have been a whole different, but whole now, different situation. but now after <laughs> no. two months, I mean, I I've know. held him yeah. and I'm now he's day to day for sure. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. get him back. That this was the biggest awful, problem. Awful sure. situation. Yeah, and the issue that that issue is not going to get any better because, you know, they were asking Gary Bettman about, you know, is there going to be a change to the way the NHL reports injuries because of gambling? He said, no, I think we're, I think everyone's fine with how we're doing it right now. God. Gambling, Tough. not gambling. Tough. It's it, it's wrong. I really appreciate how. I mean, even the NFL does this to a to a bit, but they're required to report, uh, very early what's happening. And now yeah. it is a little different because it's a you know a one game a week type of situation. I think that it's even forgetting that that gambling's happening, that fantasy sports are happening. I think it's wrong to your sports fans. You know, yeah. I think it's I think it's a I think it's a one of the reasons that the NHL lags behind in other sports in this in this country while arguably being the the epitome and the most fun in all of the portions of sports that we love in this country. We love football because of hitting. We love basketball because of, you know, lots of scoring. That's the NHL all together mashed into yeah. one yep. and the league itself doesn't allow for the fans to be involved. Like, you know, if you're LeBron James is your favorite player and the Lakers are coming to Atlanta and you're going to drive down to Atlanta, you want to know if LeBron James is playing or not, yeah. because that's 100%. the point of it. 
And so it, it is something that the NHL really needs to, you know, get over themselves and get over that Canadian mindset, if you will, that, uh, you know, it's, you know, they don't have to tell us anything. Forget that, man. This is this is a, a sports a sports world where we can watch anything and everything at any point in, in time that we want. And so, why would we choose hockey when you don't? When it feels like you don't care about us. And so, I really hope that that is something that that overall changes. And you know, it's something that that kind of change. Uh, you know, basketball's always really embraced that. You know, they've always been about the fan. And that's why basketball is so popular in yeah. this country, even, even though it's argue, even yeah. though even though it's arguably, you know, the way the league operates is the worst in worst in professional sports. <laughs> they operate because they care about the fan. They care about getting that person in the building yeah. and building up their stars. Why don't you round us out with your last bad? My last one uh, was, you know, also kind of kind of dealt with some injuries and stuff, but we can, I feel like we can all agree that Evgeny Malkin pre-injury provided nothing to your team. <laughs> he provided nothing to your team at all. Uh, preseason rank of 107, finished 415. A lot of injuries played into parts of that, but it was a rough, I mean, and it wasn't even a super high pick. It was just a name value pick that you could get ninth or 10th round that gave you nothing eight goals i put just assists <laughs> i think it was like 20 assists so uh eight goals 20 assists nine power play points only 72 shots on goal 152 faceoff wins which sounds like a lot unless you play in a league with faceoff wins and then you know it is not 18 hits 12 blocks ended 85 percent rostered it was a wasted pick. It felt like you never got what you what you wanted out of that out of that pick from Malkin, and it felt like he never even provided anything to that Penguins team. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Maybe it was just because I had him in a couple of leagues, but it felt like he was droppable after the first month. Yeah. Well, he was to me because I had him in my high score league. He was one of those guys that. Actually, should have been fairly decent in a high score league because he's a cat. He can he can typically yeah. be a category guy. Yes. So watching this uh, just disgrace of a performance here. I mean, obviously, like less than whatever he played. I don't know what he played, but he still hung on to the eighty seven percent roster towards the end of the season. I think is what it was name or whatever value. name value hundred yeah, percent, just like the Terravine and it's name value. And uh, I mean, he didn't get anything for hits and blocks. I mean, hardly. I mean, they're both under twenty, which is I don't feel like is incredibly That's typical not, for him. So. Mm -hmm. No, it was awful, and and it really bothered me. But I hung on to him a lot longer, like we discussed with Tara Vine, and so it was a very unfortunate situation for Malkin there. But yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I really just uh, I feel like the Penguins came on really strong, ended up winning their division, mm -hmm. and one of the best hockey players that the league has ever seen. He provided nothing to that, and it was it was frustrating as a as a hockey fan and a fantasy player. But all right, guys, we will be back in two weeks. Uh, maybe the Stanley Cup Finals will be over by then. Uh, hopefully it's not. Uh, if I have any chance of winning, I need it to go to seven games. But all right, everyone, we'll see you in two weeks. Peace. This has been the Fantasy Goons Podcast, brought to you by Standing Stone Farms. 
Listen to the boys every week and join in on the conversation on the three majors of social media.